This is episode number four with the storytelling project founder, Kuya Ray Bufi. Mabuhai, and welcome to the Best of You podcast. I'm your host, Mike Grogan, and each week we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let the show begin. Welcome to today's show. Wow, do I have another, another amazing guest for you. This man, I feel so blessed that I got opportunity to meet this man and his passion and courage uh, really, really inspired me. He is the founder of a beautiful, beautiful initiative called the Storytelling Project. And this organization, his mission is to exist to help Filipino children become passionate readers and enthusiastic learners. And the, with the goal of establishing reading as a habit, which will increase their self-esteem, develop some amazing interpersonal skills, and instill that love of reading and learning. And wow, if we can get our children developing this habit of reading and learning, it will have amazing, amazing impact. He's an amazing man. He is extremely courageous in his decision to leave the very comfortable world of corporate and to set this, follow his dream and extremely passionate about engaging young children. Once again, if you're not even involved in children's education, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get an amazing amount of knowledge from Kuya Ray. And uh, I'm proud to say who's fast becoming a very good friend of mine. And we hope, uh, well, I personally hope to see how I can potentially support the storytelling project uh, because it's doing some amazing work. And those are the organizations that the best of you wants to collaborate with. So Ray will tell the story. He'll tell it better than me because he is a professional storyteller. <laughs> we'll go on the website, the storytelling-project.org. The storytelling-project.org. As always, all the information about this episode will be on the show notes on our website, bestofyou.ph, and it's episode number four. So without further ado, let me give you the one and only <laughs> Kuya Ray. Magandang umaga. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ray. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here this morning. This is the first time someone has come to my home, my, well, <laughs> my little condo. And we actually, uh, listeners, we actually, me and Ray had breakfast before this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So please, Ray, post on social media how good my uh, Irish <laughs> breakfast that I cooked for you. <laughs> it was scrambled egg, scrambled egg. and toast tea. and some tea. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, very traditional Irish breakfast. So I really appreciate because this is, and it, I encourage all of my future interviewees, please come to my house. <laughs> In return, I will cook a free breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really makes it convenient for me. But Ray, I'm very grateful. This is the second time that I've met you. Um, you're highly, highly recommended to me by my good friend, Mary Grace. And I'm convinced that you have a message and personal experience that a lot of our listeners will really, really take value from. So I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to make time for us today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ray, let's go, jump straight into some of the questions. What gave you joy this last 24 hours? 24 hours, yeah. Uh, yesterday, um, I got a letter from Museo Pambada. It's a, it's a children's museum in the Philippines. And... Um, 
they were telling me that I was chosen as one of the, the featured storytellers in their exhibit. So it gives me a great joy because first, it is a children's museum. Yeah. So definitely they know the, uh, they, it's an honor to be part of their exhibit. And uh, one of my childhood heroes, which is who is Queer Boji, is there. So I'm so Queer Boji is one of uh, the storytellers in the Philippines, and um, we grew up watching him in one of the children's shows in the Philippines. Wow. So it's an honor to be there and be part of that project. <laughs> wow, wonderful! And we want to follow you uh, at the show notes we want to keep all the links and hopefully this uh, all our listeners can be encouraging and supporting maybe towards the end of the show you'll have to let the listeners know how we can support um, the storytelling project so yes you yes. promise to give us information at the end <laughs> yes of course okay wonderful and i know we'll get into depth i know a lot of our listeners are asking well, what is the storytelling project but maybe before we get into that detail maybe if you look back at your career what compliments have you received that you were most proud of? The compliment would be uh, when people tell me that um, when uh, they see me telling stories to children, they uh, say that I have this great connection with the kids. Mm. I have this gift of making uh, making the children laugh, make, mm. making the children happy and uh, uh, getting uh, the children's energy. So mm. I think that's one of the best compliments that I ever received to te- to for some people to tell me that I have this gift mm. of communicating with, with the children. Oh, yeah. beautiful. I love that. <laughs> and I'm soon, you're, you promise you're going to invite me to see you in action? <laughs> yes, yeah. We'll, we're going to dance there and uh, we'll, we'll do some action songs. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So maybe before, because maybe there's a lot of our listeners that um, have never heard of the Storytelling Project or not familiar with that medium of connecting with children and the purpose of it. So maybe, I know there's different versions. You could, you could do a, an hour version of this answer. But maybe you could... A shorter version. Could you give me the, the two-minute version of what is the Storytelling Project and why does it exist? Okay. The Storytelling Project is a, is a non-profit organization in the Philippines. We are registered uh, just last year. But I'm doing the, the, the storytelling since 2004. And... Um, what we actually do is we go to remote communities and then we stay there for a month. Wow. And, I do, and I do storytelling for 21 consecutive days. And yeah. our audience is um, in-school students. They are in grades, selected grades 2 and 3. These are between ages between 8 and 9. And yeah. for 21 consecutive days, we tell stories. But before telling the story, we have a lot of activities. We dance, we mm-hmm. sing, and then to prepare the children during the story te- for the storytelling. And after the storytelling session, we also have post-reading uh, activities wherein mm-hmm. children learn from the story. And uh, we, we also integrate some subjects, some, some learning, learning about, uh, let's say, about science, about yeah. math. So that's what we do. So, uh, because uh, we want for the children to enjoy reading. Yes. To, to see reading as playtime. Because in the Philippines, what we observe is that reading is always an academic activity. Never uh, a, f- a pleasurable activity. So, what we want to, to show to the children is that reading is fun. Mm. And it's not, it's not a burden. <laughs> it's not hard. When you, when you give them books, 
some children will say, I'm sleepy because they see reading as a burden. And so that's what we want to share with the kids, mm. the value of loving, the, the love for reading and learning. So we also tap uh, selected uh, grades five and grade six, and then we train them to write their own stories. Mm. So that's what we do. And we call them little helpers. Ah. So every day they help Kuyare and Ate Grace, my partner, in the, the storytelling session. And after that, Ate Grace mentored them to, in, in writing their own stories. So that's it. For, wow. And can you give us an, um, the listeners an idea of the, the impact so far, parts of the journey in terms of where you've been in the Philippines, what communities, the number of children that have been exposed to this? Okay, we've been to... Uh, I think seven communities we've been to. Our first project was in uh, Sison Pangasinan, one of the remote communities there. And we also won, we also have one in Mountain Province, one in Dagupan, and uh, in Sierra Madre, and then another in uh, Rodriguez Rizal. Mm. So um, what we uh, usually uh, see after the program, what we usually see in the children is that uh, some of the teachers told us that they, uh, the children were excited now in learning new things in school. Mm. In, in, uh, there was one story in uh, Pangasinan where one of the teachers told me that uh, she was shocked when the, the child, one of her learners, raised her hand for the first time in a math session, in a math class, to recite. So because in our, in our storytelling sessions, we don't just uh, tell the uh, Tell them the stories. We empower them by letting them uh, make mistakes, letting them to be heard, letting them uh, to be to feel safe mm. in in the session. So in that way, they feel empowered, and then they let themselves to be like what it is for a child to be a child. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. As I'm listening to you, I get I'm very I, one of the reasons that you're on this podcast is because of your inspiring story. Could you just give some more clarity? And it's a question I usually ask at the end, but I'll, you've inspired me to bring it forward in terms of <laughs> a question I ask guests is the vision they have for the Philippines and the dream they have for the Philippines. And with this project, can you share with our listeners, what is the vision you have for the storytelling project? What is your, your dream that this project will achieve so that we can really see what the value is. Yes, the vision I see uh, for the Philippines, especially for the children, is uh, first for us uh, to create a culture of reading. Mm. We know that uh, Philippines came from an oral culture and our traditions are handed down through storytelling, through oral culture. So what we want to do is to tell the kids, to share with the kids the value of written words. Mm. And uh, we would like to start with the children because uh, we believe that uh, if we raise a nation of readers, then we will have a future citizens who are critical thinkers, who are innovators, Mm. who who are inventors, who have this uh, full of imagination because that's what storytelling is about tapping the imagination of the kids mm. and if the kids imagine then there will be so much creation they can think of uh, so many things they can yeah. they can dream they can start believing in themselves so yeah. that's what we want we want to create a culture of reading for the philippines and also of course the the very uh, important thing is for children to see 
reading as an enjoyable experience. Yes. Because that's the start. Because what we are doing is building a foundation for children. Mm. For uh, letting them see that learning is fun. So when they grow up, if they have that foundation, they can easily go through high school or intermediate years or college because they see it as a learning and not as a requirement for getting a new job or getting a getting a, a career. So they see it as a learning experience, mm. as, a, as an enjoyable journey, and not just a requirement for having a good, a good paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And actually, you've done a nice... This is so beautiful. I love this, this um, you sharing this. What was interesting to me when I was introduced to you was you, if I understand correctly, used to, like me, work in the corporate world. Yes, yes. You had a very comfortable job with um, a multi, a large, um, I, I don't, I'm sure I'll invite you to mention their name, but a large <laughs> corporation. <laughs> and you did something, what some people would say is crazy. Yes. You quit a very comfortable, stable position in a big company to pursue this full time. Can you talk us through the thinking behind that? And Because there's a lot of listeners right now who are thinking of doing something, but are afraid, just like I was afraid. Yes. So can you please talk us through that experience? First, um, I was actually it, I was just actually starting my career in, in a telecom company as a training assistant, but I didn't have yet that um, really a stable, stable career. But I was starting, and um, but my passion really is in in my advocacy because uh, let me share first uh, why uh, why reading is my advocacy well um when i was in elementary and high school i wasn't a reader and um growing up i would like to be a lawyer my dream was to become a lawyer and um i took a philosophy ab philosophy and uh, human resource development and philosophy is a reading and writing course <laughs> in a week i i remember um we had to read so many articles in a week and um, my problem doesn't end there because I need to write papers about them. Mm. And uh, what I remember is that I usually read the articles four or five times just to understand. Mm. And the next difficult moment was to, to write about it. How, how can you write something about if you don't understand? <laughs> so that was my problem. And my professor, Professor uh, Arcadio Malbarosa, Sir Kads, told us that all you need to do is to read, 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 and write, 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 and start with what interests you. Mm. So then I started reading novels. It's funny because I started late. So I started reading novels. And after a few months, I saw um, I had this aha experience that, wow, before I was reading uh, articles for five times, it was less than two four. <laughs> so, so there was an improvement. And I told myself that if I only had a chance when I was a child to read more books, mm. to have time reading what I want, then maybe I created this reading habit yeah. when I was in college. So after graduating, I took a job as a training assistant. But uh, my passion was really in, in that advocacy reading campaign. I wanted to share what I have experienced to other kids, to, to children, to Filipino children, for them to be inspired and start reading early. Mm. Create that reading habit early so they would enjoy learning in their later years. So um, when I took that job, it's an 8-to-5 job. So I said, 
if I continue working in this space, then I would be able to do what I really love, which is my reading advocacy. And during that time, I was active in their reading program in which every summer we uh, go to um, a public school and then we tell stories to children. Mm. So that's where I fell in love with storytelling. So um, even if I wasn't involved in the company, I was still active with the organization. So I quit the job because I know I can, I can do so many things. I would love to start what I'm, I would love to do, which is storytelling and my advocacy. So um, that's it. I think that's the first step that I took. And it was hard. <laughs> it was difficult because people would tell me, why did you quit your job? Mm. And why, why pursue a career in, in a community development where there is no a, a stable career? So, yeah. But as I've said, follow your passion. Mm. If um, I have this vision, and um, if you have, for me, if you have that vision, then if you have that vision in mind, then continue pursuing that vision. And um, there will be a lot of struggles along the way, but you have to focus on that vision. Mm. As one of my mentors told me, uh, when things are not going right and things, I'm, I'm questioning if uh, I, I'm, I'm, there was a time when I, I would like to stop or, or maybe quit, but he told me, stay a day longer. Yes. And when you are tired and when you are tired of, of what you're doing, because we all get tired, yeah. right? We all get tired. If you are tired with what you're doing, then I, I, told, um, I told everyone, volunteers specifically, to always go back to your reason why. Why are you doing this? Why are you continuing what, what you're doing? And if you do that, then um, you will feel the energy back again. Because when you, just like when you first choose to quit the job because you are excited mm. to, to pursue your vision. So I wanted to feel that energy again. So when I'm tired, I always go back to myself and I always ask myself, why? Why am I doing this? And that's, that's a time when I get excited again mm. and I continue fighting again. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. Oh, Ray, this is fantastic. Because uh, this, is, this is such an important subject, um, adversity. How to overcome the challenges both within your own mind yes. and also from the people you love. Because I'm sure maybe not everyone, <laughs> yes. whether it be in your family or your friends or your colleagues, potentially were not supportive or not encouraging you when you made that big decision. So I want you to think of some of our listeners right now who potentially are in a job that's, let's say that they're not passionate about, and they, like you, they have a dream of something else, but there's something holding them back. Um, can you talk about that? Can you specifically talk to that listener and what advice you would give them on making that transition out of something that they're really not passionate about into something that they are absolutely crazy passionate about. Can you give the listeners some advice there? Sure. The first advice that I would give them is to take that risk. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> to take that risk. If um, you had to choose, you know, there's a difference between what I learned. What I learned from uh, one of the forums that I attended is the difference between choosing and deciding. When uh, you choose, then you choose. When you decide, you you think of the other factors that are involved in making that decision. Let's say I choose to quit because I choose to quit. I wanted to start this uh, project because I wanted to start that project. You don't have any factors involved like um, what I'm going to do after, let's say, um, I wanted, I, I decided to quit my job because um, I wanted to have this project. Or what if you don't get that project? Then you, you, you will continue to go back to your decision. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time explaining the, the, the concept, but for me, it's always about taking the risk. And um, if you have that vision in mind, then pursue that vision. And along that way, I know there are a lot of people who will tell you that you can't, it can't be done. Yeah. But it shouldn't be your story about yourself. And um, just focus on your goal. Just focus on what you think is you're passionate about. Mm. And every day, live with that vision. Because for uh, sometimes, we always think of a future as a distant location but future is future the future is now and um if you wanted to say for me if you wanted to be a storyteller if you if you wanted to engage in, in telling stories to children then every day you should act like a storyteller mm. you should learn you should um research about uh children's psychology or you you, you should read books about children you should enjoy going to events with with children so every day is your future every day is your is your vision mm. so i think that's my my advice to some of our listeners wow yeah. and so just to clarify when did you quit your corporate job i quit my corporate job 2000 i think it was 2006 2006 2006 or, or 2005 but yeah. that was the first i had several moments of quitting jobs. <laughs> so the first one was in 2006. And then the second one was when I was teaching in one of the colleges here about community development. And I quit so I can pursue the project even more to, yeah. to continue to build the organization. Wow. Because before it was just a volunteer activity. Yeah. So uh, last year we started, we registered the organization and um, I wanted to, to focus on it completely. So, so how many, so it's officially registered last year, but about how many years has been in existence, the idea, the, the activity? We started the activity way back. Our first community was in 2012. Okay. 2012. So okay. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get deeper in adversity because I think this is such an important topic for all of us. And I want the focus to be on the people along the way who discouraged you, especially our loved ones, <laughs> yes. especially um, those that said, this is the stupid Ray. What are you doing? How are you going to make a living? How have you dealt with that? And I want you to think of our listeners who are perhaps hearing those messages from their own family or their own close friends, their own partners. How have you dealt with, let's call it that negative energy? First is 
it was very difficult. It is a difficult. You will be in a difficult situation wherein you will question yourself. What you're doing is really right. <laughs> yeah. And um, but again, if you have that clear vision of what you want to do, then focus on that and always uh, stay with positive people. It's important that the people around you, if you have, if you heard about negative feedback from let's say from your family then read something positive read something that would inspire you to go back to your vision and um, I think uh, uh, our society is a bit cruel I would say in judging judging people that we have this notion that successful people are those who have stable jobs stable careers but uh, for me it's a different kind of success that I'm looking for and it's in community development. It's in empowering the children. And um, I think in, in this kind of project, what we need, what people usually uh, think is that for them to see it first before they believe, mm. right? If you throw your idea to, let's say, to your loved ones or to your, to your friends that, you ha- yes, I have this idea of creating a program for children, then... At first, they would just say, "Okay, that's great, good mm. luck," but there is no, there is no support yet. Or maybe some some would would discourage you, yeah. discourage you to to continue what you're doing because they they can they can't see the future mm. just like you. But for us, for those people who take risk, we believe first. We believe that um, we can do something. We believe before. Uh, we believe in in our vision, and we know that um, we believe first before we can see. Yes. Yeah. And um, when time comes that you probably get your results, then that's the time when people changing their their hearts on you. That that's the time when people uh, will start believing in you. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me when uh, we got this project and. Uh, we uh, showed them that it is possible for children to write their own stories. We launched one of our learners' storybook. Then people said, wow, it is possible. It is really possible. And people are looking up to us because we made it. The, the idea, our idea five, ten, five, six years ago was now a reality. So, and when I tell the same story five years ago to other people, now that we have results, the reaction would be different. When I tell the story right now, people would say, wow, that's great. What can I do to help you? There's already, they would like to be part of it because they see, they already see the results. And uh, sometimes, cruel it may be, that's how society works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. <laughs> No, that is an amazing, and there's so many tweetable quotes. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have all of these highlights on our show notes at uh, bestofyou.ph. So, wow, that's, that was a powerful answer. So, I need to, whew, I want to understand the man behind the man <laughs> in terms of what inspires you. So, if you were to, whew, it's a difficult question, but if you were to pick one quotation that really inspires you on this journey, what would it be? I think. Uh... The favorite quotation that inspires me a lot would be that of Paulo Coelho. 
when in in the book The Alchemist, it says there that when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. And that is basically my guiding principle uh, in creating this storytelling project in my journey in uh, creating this this nonprofit organization. Can you just say that because <laughs> I know I heard it, but I want to hear it again, and I want our listeners to hear it again. That is so beautiful. Can you just yes. give it to us again, Ray? Um, the quotation says that um, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. And I continue saying that. Uh, you just have to focus on that goal. Mm. You really focus on what you want, what you really want, and everything will align in time, in time, in God's time. I know. Oh, yeah, and it, it it happened to me. It happened to me that um, things are aligning in what I would like to do. And um, when you are declaring uh, what you want, when you're telling people of your vision, you attract people who would like to help you. Mm. in your vision and that's aligning it mm. yes powerful <laughs> oh, and uh, this year I, I read the alchemist myself so i got oh i was almost in tears reading this it's such a beautiful story yeah and uh and now i'm going to ask you which potentially the most different question <laughs> especially for a man who's read so many books but if you were to give me one book and you've already mentioned the alchemist so i'm not, yeah. not allowed to mention that if you were to mention, <laughs> of course, you're <laughs> if you were to mention one book that has transformed your thinking, could you share what that book would be? I think that would be, um, this was just uh, recently, I think a year ago, um, I read this book, The Power of Habit by I think Charles uh, Duhigg. And um, I love that book because it sums up our advocacy because our advocacy, advocacy is all about creating a reading habit. And yeah. in that book, the author explains how habit works yeah. and how it can be done. So it became my guiding principle in, in continuing the program of uh, the habit formation in, mm. to the kids. So basically, oh, that's it. <laughs> wow, well, another book that I've read. I love yeah. that. That's one of my favorite books. I read it two years ago and it's really... Uh, we'll have it on the show notes at bestofyou.ph. All the links to the... Um, both Ray's organization and the books he's recommending and the quotes. So that's amazing. I love, yeah, fantastic. And you've, I know you already answered um, a, in terms of receiving great advice, in terms of your one of your mentors telling you to stay a day longer. Yes. <laughs> is, um, is that, what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice would be, I, I, I guess that's the best advice that I, I got. Um, from one of our inspirations. It, he is also involved in community development. He's yeah. um, attorney Angelo Valencia, Kuya Poltak. We call him Kuya Poltak. Mm. And um, yes, I think that's the greatest advice that I got. And it was very powerful mm. when he said that, you know, stay a day longer. For someone who, who believes in our in what we do, yeah. coming from a person who believes in what we do. So it matters. It matters to me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And when you think of the word successful, what person comes to your mind? The person that comes into my man, mind would be um, one of, um, it's, it's R.C. Maliari. His name is R.C. Maliari. He is uh, also founder of an organization. It's called Silit Aralan Incorporated. And um, I see myself in him. Mm. Um, when 
I saw his journey from creating the organization up to now that the organization now is stable already. And um, I love his disposition in life. He's a happy man mm. and a happy married man. And that's and he's very simple. Yeah. And I think he's one of my heroes and one of my inspirations. Wow. RC. And of course, the other person would be attorney Angelo Valencia, Kuya Pota. Okay. He, we, he inspired us a lot. Oh, and, wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. So we're going to change the pace of the interview now. We're moving into the, I guess, the, the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to say no to any of these questions. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> if you were if you were to punch someone in the face who would that be? who would that be? Um, that would be uh, one of our politicians of today <laughs> but I won't mention the name but uh, <laughs> silly question okay I think yeah yeah that that, uh, that person because of uh, I don't know it, I think his selfishness would be um, the reason why I would I would love to punch him in the face. So th- thank you for not mentioning <laughs> his name. <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, to to recognize, there's still a lot of great politicians out there. Yes, and, but, I know. I know a lot of uh, people who are working in the government mm. who inspire me a lot. Yeah, especially in the in um, in the education sector. Okay. No, but I appreciate it. I, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I feel the same. Not about the Philippines, but my own country, Ireland. <laughs> There's a couple of guys. Maybe I have a punch. <laughs> so, is there something that people, most people don't know about you that you would willing to share? Is there something that, mm. you, that you do that you've done in the past that's, uh, yeah, that's no most people don't know? Okay. First would be, um, before I worked in Fully Book as an assistant in the non-fiction uh, section, because... I, I really wanted my uh, my other dream is to have my own bookstore. So that's why I started. I uh, when um, I think that was in two thousand and seven. I work in a bookstore, and the other thing is that uh, people see me as a, as a funny person, as a joker, as a the life of a, the, the party, the one who always uh, make people happy. But uh, they don't see me as a serious person. But I am. I am really. <laughs> I have this. Uh, I am a serious person. I. I am. Um, I have these me moments when I reflect a lot. And if you want me to be engaged in a, uh, a conversation that involves really, really serious, uh, serious um, topics, then I love that. I love that conversation. Mm. So uh, I'm not just a jolly joker <laughs> kind type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can testify. <laughs> I can testify to that, listeners. This is my second time meeting Rayanne. We've had some amazing conversations in depth. So I appreciate that. What has surprised you about yourself on this journey? When you look back mm-hmm. on starting uh, the storytelling project, when you look at yourself, what has surprised you about yourself? I think the thing that surprises me is, is still the um, the idea that I made it. I'm living my 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 vision, my vision of creating, of creating my own project. And every day it amazes me the opportunities that I'm receiving right now, the people the people helping our organization, 
every day I'm so thankful to have this opportunity mm. to serve, to continue what I'm doing. Mm. Because, um, but um, I know even if there are no, uh, I will still continue what I'm doing even if there's no no other help or mm. I, I will because that's, that's my passion. That's wow. who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, even there's no camera involved or no, no. It's the same effort that I give. It's the same love that I give. Yeah. Even though if no one is, no one is helping me, I will still give the effort, the passion inside me because that's mm-hmm. who I am. Wow. I really believe that, right? I feel his energy, folks. When you meet <laughs> this guy in person, wow, so much energy. So, Ray, what... I know that leaders are readers and leaders are continuous learners, lifelong learners. Could you share with us, the listeners and myself, what is the one thing that you're trying to master right now? What is the one skill or knowledge that you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to master right now? Right now, um, that would be um, uh, motivating people to having a speaking engagement about um, motivating, uh, telling our story to the public. And the other one would be uh, conducting the the workshop for storytellers. So that's the two things I'm focusing and mastering right now. Okay. Yeah. So to become a trainer of trainers. Yes, yes. And uh-huh. I want to, because I wanted to, to replicate myself, I wanted to have more queer race yeah. <laughs> in the Philippines. So, so I think, yeah. That's my goal. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. We're with we two more sections left. I <laughs> definitely we can have two interviews here. I think, and I know Ray, you mentioned this is one of your first interviews in English. Yes. <laughs> so, how about we do a deal and listeners hold me accountable? <laughs> I'm going to shake Kuya Ray's hand now, and we're going to do this interview in 2016 in Taglish. Yes. yes, we yes. shake hands. We just. <laughs> We're going to have a second interview you. next year where my Tagalog will be a lot stronger than it is right now. So that'll be the deal. We'll do that another would be interview interesting. 2016. Yes. Tagalog. Yes. So woo! <laughs> I'm excited about that. So the last, second last section is on productivity. And have you a productivity habit that others may benefit from? First would be uh, create your, your own vision board. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, the things that you would want to achieve, let's say, in a year, in two years' time, uh, put it in a board, and um, every day look at. Every day you should always look at it. Yeah. And another one is in dealing with problems. I always, or in dealing with um, difficult situation, I always uh, have this nine ninety the ninety ten rule, wherein ten percent is your reaction, and then ninety percent is your action. So mm. I don't stay long in any problem or any any issue. I always look at what can be done. What can be done. So I think that's my, um, my one of my productivity habits that I would like to share. Wow. And if we're to ask you the opposite, well, it's still related to productivity, but what is the one thing that you've said no to that has helped you the most? That is a difficult question. <laughs> Uh, um when i said no i think um i usually said no when my principles are being compromised oh yeah when sometimes that's the reason why i quit with any job when my uh, my 
what I want or what my principles are getting compromised. So I, that's, that's, um, that's, there's no, um, I don't need to think much about it. Mm. I, I quit immediately <laughs> or any, or any, in any work or any, um, situation. If my principles are being compromised, if yes. I, if I, did, I don't share the same vision, yeah, then it's a no for me. And I want our listeners just to reflect on this because this is not the first time in this interview myself and Ray have talked about the word quit or the word no. And a big takeaway um, is great leaders know when to quit. Yes. And great leaders know when to quit, when to quit the wrong people, the wrong opportunities. And so I admire you and for your courage of sharing that because more people need to know that it's good to say no. It's yes. really good to say no sometimes. So thank you for sharing that. And I love the sharing the vision board, obviously. <laughs> yes, I was looking at your vision board here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't intended. It was, um, he's in my condo. We're doing this recording in my condo. And uh, I have my vision board, which is intended just for me. But I guess Ray got, a, <laughs> got to see it as well. But I really believe in that, that concept. And I'm, I'm very encouraged as well that you also have a vision board and that it has inspired you. So I appreciate you for sharing that. And so the last few questions, your dream, this, this country, your country, the Philippines and the Filipino people, what is your, you've touched on it before and let's expand on it. What is your dream for the Philippines? Yes, I'm dreaming of a Philippines. My dream, my, my personal dream is for us to have this culture breathing mm. and uh, we would want to start that with the Filipino children. That's why our project is focusing on helping the children, the Filipino children, create the reading habit. So, and uh, for our uh, Filipino children to have to see learning and reading as enjoyable experiences, not as a burden, not as an academic activity, but a lifelong experience. Mm. And I think that's one of my that's that that is my dream for the Philippines, and um, because we know that if we have a nation of readers and learners, then we will have a nation of responsible citizens, a nation of uh, citizens who have critical thinking skills, who are responsible enough to choose our leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I think that's that's the value that we wanted to give the Philippines and that we wanted to have mm. as a nation. Beautiful. Beautiful. What advice would you give 20-year-old Kuyare? Kuyare, that would Can you be... see that guy right now? That uh, guy? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to him? I would say to him that go on and take more risks. <laughs> ah, I <love> <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I have a last question that I, I ask everyone. Before I do, how can people get in touch with you? And I hope our listeners are excited as I am about the storytelling project. But just could you just share some where how listeners can connect with you, can learn more, potentially get involved. Maybe there's partners out there who want to partner with you. Can you just share in terms of how can people get in touch with you and the organization? Okay, first is um, I am inviting everyone to like our uh, FB page, our Facebook page. Uh, just uh, one word, the Storytelling Project. 
And uh, we also have our, our website right now, but we, we are still working on it. But the page is www.thestorytelling-project.org. So that is our webpage. And right now, yes, you can message us in our FB uh, page or in Twitter. I think we have, we have one in Twitter, Kwentong TSP. Okay. And uh, you can message us and if you want to help uh, or ask anything about the project. Yes. Excellent. And listeners, if you just go on to our website, bestofyou.ph, episode number five, you will see all the show notes, all the show notes from this and all those links to what Ray um, just shared with you. So please go on to bestofyou.ph, episode number five, where you'll be able to see all the show notes from this show. So before I ask my last question, Ray, <laughs> I want to acknowledge you. I want to appreciate you. You are exactly the type of person, the type of leader that I want to come on this show. You're thank exactly you, you. the type of listeners. And I've had, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of people who are very, very famous in the world of entertainment, in the world of sports, business. However, being famous or being well-known is not a criteria to come on this show. And it's the passion, the absolute passion you have for the children of the Philippines um, and th that vision you have to help them obtain this habit, this beautiful and so important habit of reading really inspires me, Ray. And I want uh, to commit to any way that this show or I can personally help and um, support um, your project. We will be absolutely honored. So this is Thank you. when Thank I you. when I met you was this <laughs> last last week. Um, I told you I want a long-term relationship here. Yes. I want a long-term friendship between this brand, Best of You, and uh, the Storytelling Project. So thank you for coming into my life. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I really, really appreciate you for spending this time this morning to share such golden wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you. So the last question. This show is about helping our listeners become the best version of themselves, the best of you. So Ray, what is your final advice for the listeners out there on how they can become the best of you? Okay, I have three things. First is, of course, follow your passion. <laughs> and uh, because the best job in this world is when you are doing what you love and uh, later on you're getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that when you when you want, let's say, for me... I never imagined that I'll be doing trainings for different companies or doing uh, creating uh, CSR activities for companies and getting paid. And I just realized that I'm just doing what I love. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And second would be happiness is a choice. And for the listeners, choose to be happy. And life is hard and difficult, but you have a choice. And that's, that's what I do every day. I choose to be happy. And the last thing would be um, be socially responsible. This is always my message to volunteers or when to, to volunteers that I, I meet, that um, we are all socially responsible to the people around us. Mm. And um, if when there was one uh, event when I was invited, when I told the audience that if, you care about the future of your children, mm. then we should also care about the future of other children mm. uh, because both will live in the same society. Mm. And it is our social responsibility to help 
those children in need. It is our responsibility as a Filipino and as a citizen of this world to help them out. Not just for the future of your child, but for the future of the children and, of course, the future of our nation. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much, Kuyure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, God bless you. Thank, thank you. you and thank you and God bless you too. And there you have it, folks. Whew. Amazing. It was true. We actually, he came to my condo and I cooked him breakfast. So uh, get in contact with Kuyure to see if um, how good the quality of my breakfast was. <laughs> but it was absolute joy to welcome this man into my home and to get from him such amazing wisdom. And regardless, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you're in an entrepreneur, if you're in business, in the world of religion, in an athlete, regardless of what sector you're in, the principles of what Ray said are applicable in, in, to life and business. So it's golden, golden advice. And my, my question now to you is, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that you took from that interview with Ray that's really inspired you or really empowered you? Because we want to hear. And we really encourage you to go to our website, bestofyou.ph, check out the show notes, episode number four, and leave a comment, engage with us on Facebook or uh, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, on our social media. We want to hear back from you and, and if this episode was helpful, because um, we, this, this, we exist for you. We exist to help you on your journey, to help you go further, faster in whatever aspect of life. And without your feedback, we, we can't improve. And that's, that's very, very important to me and the team at best for you. And lastly, if you're a sponsor and you like what you hear, we want you to partner with us. We want you to help us grow, become more impactful and deliver more quality to our listeners all around the Philippines and across the world. Okay, guys, thank you so much again for tuning in, making this show part of your day. We really believe that this material can help you go further faster. And that is our greatest wish. It's our prayer in helping making this country, making this country great and realizing its potential. God bless you. Thank you so much and have a fantastic day. Thank you.